Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Believe in Buckeyes with Chimdi Chekwa and Brian Browning. We're here today. We got to talk about the national championship game. The game is over. Georgia got the confetti, the, the, the confetti dropped on their head, the balloons, national champions two years in a row. I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess big ups to the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't know. But this this episode is presented by Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online is now, you can now bet in Ohio. So for our Ohio listeners, betting, you can now gamble in Ohio online. Check out Bet Online for all your sports. Uh, NBA, college basketball, NCAA sports, all of the above. Check out Bet Online. They are your people to see. So, how you feeling over there, Chum? The Bulldogs of the national championship. Did you see it coming? It, it, did I see it coming? <laughs> yes, I definitely saw it coming. It was I mean, a surprise, no? It was not a surprise. So, initially going into it, I thought, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheer, I'm gonna root for TCU. And as we got closer and closer to the day of the game, I started thinking, like, should I even watch this game? Like, I, I mean, at this point, I'm just, I was just, just thinking back. I mean, I watched a few TCU games. I watched their big games, their, their the Big Twelve Championship game. Um, you know, I watched them play against Michigan, and they are capable. They are a really good college football team. So they had a somewhat of a chance, but I'm just, I'm just thinking about it, man. I'm like, they don't, they just don't have the guys to get it done. They just don't have the guys to get it done. And I was reluctant to even watch it because even though in my mind I wanted to root for TCU, I just knew that they weren't going to be – it wasn't going to be close. Now, I didn't think it was going to be that level of a blowout. I'm <laughs> yeah, thinking three record, touchdowns. It's one it of those – the They won by 58 points. It was the largest margin victory I think they said ever in any – not national championship, not plus in any bowl game, period – largest margin of victory for, for Georgia. So they just so, didn't have the dogs. And I mean, when it came down to it, they couldn't stop them, which, you know, if someone was to ask me, I would have predicted that they weren't going to be able to stop, them, right? They weren't going to be able to stop them. However, <laughs> the other side of it is TCU. Uh, TCU could not do anything offensively. Um, and Georgia played how they played pretty much most of the season outside of the Ohio State game. They played how they did defensively throughout the season. They averaged 13 points with, with what they gave up per game, 12 and a half points pretty much. And that's pretty much how they played defensively against TCU. <laughs> the other side of it, they, TCU couldn't stop them. I... Yeah. Yeah, same here. I was, like you say, reluctant to watch it. I did turn it on. When I did turn it on, I put my kids down the bed, so I turned it on. The game was already in the second quarter. When I turned it on, I believe the score was – it was – I want to say it was seven to seventeen at the time. Then TCU was driving like it was kind of like close, like a little bit on the outside of the red zone type of deal, and that was just the end of it from there. Well, it was kind of like, like you said, it was classic Georgia. You know, the first half was almost like a bend don't break. They gave us the yeah. yards. They kept guys in front of them, no big plays, and then eventually they figure out how to get off the field on third down. 
and then their offense just just literally ran them over. I mean, <laughs> like it, it just literally ran them over. Like they were playing that three that three down front. Like the linebacker is kind of the outside linebacker is kind of like a like an in between position. You don't know if they're setting the edge or playing like a zone. And and, and I mean, and Georgia just crushed them. They just crushed them. Ran over. They did whatever they wanted to do. They threw the ball however they wanted to throw it. Ran the ball however they wanted to run it. And um, the score reflected it. So I know for for the Buckeye uh, Buckeye world, everyone was kind of feeling like obviously the national championship was won in the semifinals. That was the game. That game right there determined who the national champion was going to be. Ohio State versus Georgia. Obviously lost by point, lost by field goal. So now Georgia gets to go on play TCU, and obviously it was a route and fairly easy national championship game for them. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like the national championship game was the semifinal game. Um, and just from a talent standpoint, first and foremost, I thought you know, Ohio State had the talent to match up with Georgia, at least from a – I mean, really offensively and defensively, I think they had the talent, you know, in terms of athleticism, size, all the things that are necessary to go against a team like Georgia. And I didn't think TCU had it. You know, I, I think back to, you know, some of those games. I remember playing against when we we played, we played against Troy. One year we played against Troy, man, and I was watching them on film. I'm like, dang, these receivers are nice. Like, these guys can play. I don't know if those guys went on to play in the NFL or not, but I'm like, man, these guys were in routes. Smaller guys, but these guys, hey, they're going to give you some – they're going to give us some headaches. And now I remember looking at the um, – going back in the sheet and just looking at their offensive line and saying, oh, <laughs> it don't matter what these guys on the outside <laughs> do. not matter what these guys on the outside do, do this is going to be a bye week for me. Like, there's no way the quarterback's going to get a pass off. And then, I, you know, by the end of the week, you know, you Trestle did, does what Trestle does, and I was convinced again that these guys were going to be, you know, a solid, you know, matchup, even though, obviously, they were underdogs. But, can't you know, you, you, you can't take them for granted. And I got to the, the game. Just like I thought, these receivers, they was running these routes. So I'm like, dang, these guys are good. But I remember in the first quarter, after a few plays, I looked at the receiver. I'm like, man, you're running good routes, but you you never getting this ball. <laughs> like, you will <laughs> never get the ball. Like, y'all just don't have the guys to block our defensive line. And that's kind of how I felt for TCU. It's just like, you know, they just did not have the guys. And it's interesting because they just beat Michigan, you know, the, the week before. And it shows the – Matchups are important. And, you know, the matchup of Ohio State versus Michigan, Ohio State's the most the more talented team. But Michigan has enough talent that if they have the right game plan and things go right and, and Ohio State doesn't execute, they can win the game, which is what we saw. Then Michigan matched up against TCU. And I would argue that top to bottom, Michigan has a more talented team but it's not the, – the gap isn't so big that TCU can't come in, execute, and beat them. However, now you got TCU versus Georgia. <laughs> and Georgia is the most ta- the more talented team. I just thought the gap in certain key areas just wasn't, wasn't close enough. And I do – I am one of those who felt like the national championship happened in the semifinal game. I thought that was the game, and whoever won that game – was going to win it all, even though we saw Ohio State lose to Michigan yeah, uh, not mean, too far before that. Right, yeah, because I'm kind of, you know, we got to talk about actuals. I know a lot of Buckeye fans was like, hey, 
we see how easy TCU kind of laid down. Uh, Georgia just ran over them. Georgia couldn't do that to us. And that was like, well, you know, we did play Michigan. We actually played Michigan, and we yeah. actually lost. Like, you know, we obviously, I think, like you say, I believe we was a better team, but we, we lost. We played against Georgia. I kind of felt like we was the better team, but we lost. Um, and then, you know, TCU, they played Michigan, and they win. And then, you know, the defense obviously give up a ton of points against Georgia, but that same defense against Michigan, you know, they scored 14 points. They got two pick sixes uh, against Michigan. Um, Michigan was able to run the ball and had some success. Obviously, they scored some points. But in critical times, TCU was able to stop the run against Michigan and, and give themselves a chance to win that game and, and make Michigan kind of have to throw the ball. So, you know, you that's, that's the reason you play the games. Uh, obviously, TCU played Georgia, and it didn't go very well. Um we played Georgia and it, and it went pretty well, all all up to like the last couple of minutes. Um, but you know, it what it is what it is at this point in time. Yeah. When it comes down to it, Ohio State had a pretty good year, made it to the playoffs. I believe it was warranted to be there. I think we you know we represented ourselves well. When it came down to it, we didn't win the game. Georgia goes on. They play TCU. They win the game. Now they're two time, well, not two, back to back, more or less national championship um and so you know congratulations to those guys but uh, on our end we want to kind of obviously the season's over now so you know obviously that's one thing about the national championship is that that's the end of it you know no more yep. football uh until the 2023 season Ohio State they um are losing some good guys where so we're anticipating to lose a, a lot of some more good guys and uh, now it's time to like figure out you know we got Freshman on on on, on campus, um, you know we got some guys that's probably been anxious, willing to you know to get their chance to step up, and it's now it's time to put together this twenty three season and kind of figure out you know who are we going to be as Buckeyes when it comes to football this this year now. Yeah, I think you know, I mean when you when you look at it, it's going to be it's going to be on these coaches to get the new group. There's going to be a new team. Every year is a new team, um, but it's, this team is going to look a little bit different. We have a new leader um, on the offense at the quarterback position. A lot of guys going on to the next level as well. And the ability well, for – I don't want to cut you off, but I, it, 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 do have to mention, C.J. Stroud has not made an announcement <laughs> he's going to the draft. So it's still in the air. It's still in the air at this point. So, hey, hey, just, just throw it's, it out it, here. <laughs> it, it, to me, it's not in the air. <laughs> it's not in the air. CJ, listen, I know CJ, I, I know you're probably not listening to this podcast. But I will post <laughs> this on social media know. and I will tag you. Go make the money. Go get go get the money, bro. Go get the money. I'm telling you. It's it's out there. You've done enough. Go ahead. You'll be a top five pick. All these teams that need a quarterback, go get the money. Now, with that being said, there's going to be new guys. Um, Ryan Day, the interesting thing. So Herbster reported that Ryan Day is considering giving up the offensive play calling and, you know, taking more of a, a CEO type role of the team to be able to pay attention to more than just, you know, focusing completely on getting the team offensively ready and, you know, you know, having to prep for the play calling and all that other stuff which to me, I don't know what you think about it, but to me, 
There's positives and negatives. We saw what a Ryan Day offense can do in that semifinal game, right? It's, it's kind of the tell of the two different tapes, right? The Michigan game, we saw what a, a maybe a not so aggressive and animated. You saw Ryan Day like flexing on the sideline and all all that stuff, man. A not so animated and aggressive Ryan Day could potentially, um, you know, fall short against a team like Michigan two years in a row. Right. But then when we saw in the semifinal game and past big games, what a aggressive play calling Ryan Day can do. Right. He's a great right. offensive mind. However, I do believe with so much and not even so even more now than when we played that the head of the team, when you think about the head coach in college football, there is no there's no GM. No GM in college football, right? There's no, there's no president of football. There's no, it's kind of like a personnel guy, I guess, like the head of recruiting or something like that, right? But you know, you don't have those other levels on top over the coach who are making team wide decisions, right? So it falls on the head coach. Then you have NIL and all those other elements. You got transfer portal and the risk. There's no contracts, right? So these guys could leave. Um, so you got to manage that. You got recruiting. You got to manage that. And then you have a defense that has talented players, that has a pretty good uh, coach and in, in knows, to my opinion, a pretty good coach. However, there's an element of, you know, somebody who's not in the weeds that can look at it from take a step back and look at it and say, look, offensively we're doing this. Special teams we're doing this. Defensively we're doing this. Our biggest weakness right now based on where we're at in this point of season is our DBs and our ability to cover. So we need to figure out how we can focus in and, and address this now. Right. And he can, and Ron, they can do from our offensive perspective where you could say, okay, on, on practice, we're going to give them this over and over again until they can, they can stop it. They can improve it. And then you can go find the next little fire that he could put out uh, time and time again. Um, I don't know if that's what he's thinking, but I think that there's some value to that because you see, and you see it with a lot of teams that have really explosive offenses. Right? You see some of those Chip Kelly Oregon teams. You know, Ryan, Ryan Day was under Chip Kelly at some point. Um, a lot of those, you know, the Oklahomans. A lot of these teams where the offenses are so explosive, the head coach is an offensive-minded guy. He hires a defensive coordinator. And the defenses are bad. But if you if you watch, if you look at the the, the recruiting these guys are bringing in five-star, four-star talent. So the, the 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 guys are there. You look at the NFL; these guys are getting drafted, so they could play football. But there's a level of uh, of detail that's missing defensively to actually stop guys. So, what do you think about Ryan Day's this potential decision of really of of, of letting go of the play calling duties? I, I love it. I love it. I, I feel like one of the a criticism that I did have, like you know, uh, was that when things were going wrong it took too long to get fixed. So yeah. um, so when under Coach Combs, it was essentially a season of a not-so-great defense, um, and then it kind of – nothing really happened until we, like, lost to, to Oregon at home. We lost to Oregon at home, and all of a sudden just like, all right, we're going to at least bring in a new defensive play caller. And, like, yeah. you're in the season. So who you are as a defense really not going to change that much. And it's who you are. Like, you know, this stuff needs to kind of take place spring ball to camp like a lot of the, the the issues that you see that you know that was coming in when when coach Combs was the defensive coordinator 
And so now we're at a point now we have a, a, a new defensive coordinator. We have Coach Knowles in. And like you said, the defense was, to me, night and day. Obviously, the last two games they put, went out, not their best. But I feel like they're going in the right direction. But I love the fact that Coach Day is now feel like he's, you know, he he has an offense of mind that he could transfer to someone else. Yeah. Hey, this is the offense I'm running as the head coach. You're going to be calling plays. You, I, I don't. It's it's kind of up in the air on who's going to be that official play caller. Is we're going to be bringing someone up in the org, basically giving someone promotion, or we're going to bring somebody outside the organization to take that role. But Coach Day has an offense in mind that he's going to have his teams go out, and they're going to have a, they're going to be able to kind of spread out. They're going to have weapons across the field, and they're going to come at you, come at you, come at you, and put points on the board. So now I feel that he knows that he's at a point where he can kind of take a step back. This is the offense I run. Turn it over to the offensive coordinator. He always going to be an offensive mind guy, so he's still going to spend more time there. But when issues comes up. He could now actually take the time out the week to study and figure out what is going on and what can we do to fix it. Is it a motivation thing? Do I need to speak to the defensive backs and you know and kind of get them to communicate properly so they play the right techniques and do the right things to make plays? If it's special teams, is it is it scheme? Like, hey, you know, I'm watching this on punt. If someone did this against our punt team, they could easily come up with a block. Same thing, or or if I'm watching the, the field goal kicker, if I'm watching our field goal kicker, hey, let me really dive in and look at his technique when he's making kicks compared to when he's missing kicks. He could not have the time to do that. When you're the offensive coordinator, but you're also the head coach, your job is to focus in on offense. So you got to have, yeah. you know, you have to have these stuff in front of you. You have to have come up with a script that you're you're spreading around to your uh, offensive coaches, to your offense, to your quarterback. And, you know, if, if that's someone else's primary job to do, once again, he's still to be over it. If it's a problem, there's issues, he's on the headset, hey, you know, run your best run play right now. I want to run the ball. Hey, I want to see your best play as play. Let's take a shot. What shots do we have, you know, draw uh, in the script for this week? Let's take a shot here on whatever that situation is. He still would have the ability to do that, but he just has more time to kind of dig into issues to say, like, these are the things going wrong. Let's get them fixed right away. When you look at Coach Myers, Trestle, um, both was offensive-minded guys, but, you know, yeah. they, they always had somebody kind of in that role that could do that, and they could, once again, focus in on those little things. And those little things turn into big things when it, when it comes to Saturday in the game. So I love it. Uh, I, I hope that rumor is true, that, you know, he he's feel comfortable enough that he could make that transition. Um and you know, and do it, and, and do it well, so he could kind of gain that experience um, and take that time to just build an overall better team. And once again, I feel like we know Coach Day could get to the playoffs. I feel like this would help him in those games that he's caught those mistakes, he fixed them, and now that overall they're a better team yeah. because of it. Yeah, it would help him, especially if he can do something to improve the defense. I mean, the reality is when you have when your defense can't stop anybody. There's everybody, every team that you play has a, has a real chance, you know, because if you can't stop, like we play a good team, if you can't stop them, it doesn't matter what you do offensively. Yeah. There's always a chance because you turn the ball over. Okay. Now you didn't score. You turn the ball over. Now you get the other team a chance to go score. You, you try to play field position. 
if you can't stop them, you can't ever play field position, right? Like you always leave the doors always open if if defensively you can't really count on real stops. And I think that's really been the challenge. And all Georgia did was say, Look, we got you know, we got killed defensively one week. So let's try to fix all those issues, right? <laughs> Get ready for the national championship. <laughs> we face these issues, and guess what? We're going against a, a team that's not going to be able to do what the, the last team did as well. So, you know, we had a bad game defensively. We're going to come back and play stronger the next week. And then we're still going to do what we do offensively. And the other team can't stop us offensively. So now you have a balanced attack, and that's why it becomes a blowout. It's not yeah. – I mean, yeah, Georgia's a better team, but it's because they're a balanced team, right? They do it offensively good enough, and they do it defensively. And now that creates um, that level of, of difference. But as we, you know, as we talk about, you know, in preparation for next year and, you know, what Ohio State's going to do moving forward with the coaching staff and all that stuff, we also got to talk about the players, right? Because yeah. – they are losing some guys, right? And this is this is part of college football. You always gonna lose some guys, but they're losing some some key guys, right? CJ Stroud, they're losing some some of the offensive line. Um, their DBs, the cornerbacks. It just seems like I mean, it's been a it's been a story around the cornerback room for a while because they they had some guys who were committed, that decommitted, then you know you had some guys who transferred not just this year. So you had J.K. Johnson. Transfer. You had a couple other DBs, uh, safeties that transferred this year. The year before, last year, you had a, a safety, you had a cornerback um, transfer. Um, so every year, just been some guys going out, <laughs> and now you don't necessarily have the same. I mean, you have, they have a couple guys, two guys coming in at the cornerback in the cornerback room, but you know you had some decommits as well. So you starting to get very thin at that cornerback position. The key thing about when we talk about cornerback, people think about just two guys playing defense. But guys in these skill positions always also play special teams, right? And there's also potential injuries, right? So you got guys running down on kickoff, running down on punt, um, punt block, uh, running down on punt return, and uh, uh, running down on punt and, um, you know, in different spots on punt return. So when you start – when you have a thin room like that, it could be it could be very very impactful. Um, you have less experienced experienced guys, and these are our key positions. And not only are they key positions, they are a position that did not perform as well as we would have expected some Ohio State cornerbacks to perform. So that, that's going to be a challenge next year. But then from the offensive line standpoint, there's also a few guys moving on. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so so far we have. Our left tackle, Pierce Johnson, he's entering the draft. He's uh, He made that announcement a few days ago. Our starting right tackle, DeWine Jones, who's been starting that position for two seasons now. Yeah, two seasons straight now. He's entering the draft. And then our center, uh, Luke Wipley, he's also entering the draft as well. And when you look at any offensive line, those are, you know, you got your left tackle, obviously your blind side, your right tackle, who also going to be very essential in the pass game keeping your quarterback clean, and then you got your center, who essentially is the more or less the the, the leader or the off the line, just due to the fact usually it's your center job to go out there and make calls. So a lot of obviously a lot of plays are based on when it comes to blocking schemes is who we feel is the Mike linebacker. Maybe in this scheme we're blocking the Mike linebacker, or maybe in this scheme we're blocking the strong side linebacker. 
weak side linebacker. But we leave it to the center to determine, you know, who is that, who's in that spot that we are, who are at least going to consider the mic so we know where everything else and kind of goes from there when it comes to passing also and run game as well when it comes to, you know, working up to the second level. So we're losing three guys that's in the in basically, I would say, very key positions on the offensive line. Um, the guys behind them are, let's say, are not very experienced um, when it comes to – we got some experience out of Josh Fryer. He played last year. I believe last year he was injured. year before yeah. that he got a little experience. Um, but then our guards are returning when you're looking at uh, Matt Jones, who I'm hearing may move over to the center position, which would be good. He got a year playing under his belt. So you know what it's like to be out there in the fire. If you can move over to center and take that experience of being on the field and seeing it, that would be fantastic. But, you know, obviously you got to be able to perform there before he could do it. We know he can perform at guard. Question mark if he could perform at center. Um, and then we also are returning uh, – we had another guard returning as well, uh, Donovan Jackson. He, he started at left guard for his most season, and he'll be returning as well. So um, there's definitely some questions there because um, when it comes to off the line, you know, first off, the guys that we had were so good and they just kind of gelled together. Um, essentially, there really wasn't much of a topic for the last couple of seasons. Michigan game, we had some, you know, we some protection issues there, but other than that, they kind of held up for the majority yeah. of the last couple of years. So you got some inexperience coming in uh, when it comes to the off the line. Obviously, like we're anticipating, we're going to have some experience uh, at the quarterback position as well. So there are some question marks on the offense um, when it comes down to it. Me being a Ohio State fan and hopeful, I'm not hugely concerned. Yeah. I feel like Coach Day will, will figure it out. But it's at least um, a conversation that, you know, we got some newer guys that stepping into some key roles. And it'll be some competition there, and which is always good to make you improve, being some real competition in several key areas. And let's see who rises to the top when it comes to, the, uh, when it comes to fall. Yeah, I'm, I'm not concerned really about the offense at all. I mean, I guess I – I don't know if I should be really. I think, I think Ryan Day – He's going to have the offense going. I think um, you're going to have a new quarterback. And the Notre Dame game, I think, is week four. So you get three games for that quarterback to get the real experience to be prepared to play against a, 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 you know, a team that can actually compete against Ohio State. So I think they'll be ready there. Honestly, I think it's a, the, the challenge is defense. And at this point, we got now into the offseason, until next season, to get the defense ready to play. I think the cornerback – room is an issue not because of talent though i think guys are going to come in talent talented enough at least from an athletic standpoint to be able to play the position i think the challenge is can we get them ready from a technique sound standpoint to be able to perform and i'm gonna be honest man i hate to i hate to criticize coaches too much because i understand the challenge that they have to deal with getting these guys ready to play, especially in this this new type of era of college football with NIL and all this other stuff. But Yeah, I feel I mean, like you're about to criticize the coach, Jim. <laughs> I'm not a guy who likes to point fingers, right? But these guys just did not perform to the level that they, they, they are capable of performing. And um, I can't put too much on the player because that player has – I mean, you got to put someone on the player, but if he's on the field – that means you trust him to pay to, to be able to get this thing done, right? 
So you gotta you gotta get them ready to do it. Um, and I just thought they didn't play to the level. Now they didn't play. I'm gonna keep it honest. They didn't play horrible. But to be the type of Ohio State defense that we expect, there's gonna there's gonna be a, a, some a lot of improvement that's needed. I don't care if it's from a guy who's experienced or a guy who's inexperienced. I think even an inexperienced corner should be ready to play by next year. I mean, you have guys who are on the roster this year on scholarship, a guy like Jair Brown who played in the game, started that Wisconsin game, played relatively well, but didn't play much after that. Um, to me, should be ready to play. Should be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. it's funny with coaches because, like you say, I know when it comes to, when you get to this level, you assume all the coaches are good and all of them are great. Right. But to be honest, sometimes right. you know some is kind of it's always it's bad not coaches like that. Like that. <laughs> and some coaches are X and O's guys, like you know they could go over the zones or or go over where you're supposed to be and how things supposed to go. And then you got some coaches that are actually good at technique. Like, hey, listen, this is what. The, techn- yeah. the, the technical way that you should go about, you know, getting this done. These are the fundamentals that you need to be doing and can correct it. And funny as it sounds, some coaches could do both. But a lot of times you get one coach that's like good at one or the other. Right. And and, and, and a lot of times it, it shows. It right. Shows. And at the cornerback position is one that you have to, you have to coach technique and you have to coach it well and if you don't coach it well then those guys will not be ready to play and the only way and i and i'm gonna be honest there's sometimes there's coaches that aren't good at coaching technique but there's sometimes there's players who are more experienced that are able to you know kind of help the younger player get you know be able to kind of coach them up and get them there so that coach it kind of fills in for that coach i you know I, I play with guys who were intelligent and smart and understood, you know, the game and kind of passed down that to me as well. But I don't think Ohio State has that from a player standpoint. So it's gonna, it's on the coaches. And I think, you know, they got they got from now until the season starts. Um, Jim knows in year two, he's getting two million dollars. <laughs> it's good money. <laughs> it's good, good money. money. Good, good money. Um, <laughs> and I'm 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 a believer in Jim Knowles' scheme. I'm a believer in his scheme. I don't think scheme was a was an issue this year at all. I do think um from a DB standpoint, I think executing on the field the what the scheme is supposed to be trying to accomplish was a challenge. And it's very very important especially when you have a lot of uh retooling on the offense. You have a new quarterback, you got new offensive linemen. Um we can't expect the offense to be humming at the same rate to start the year that they were the, this this past year um, to finish it off. So you need to be balanced offensively and defensively, at least from a talent level, um, from execution level, to be able to give guys, new quarterbacks, time to be able to get to that um, a, a higher level, gain some experience, and be able to win some games that may be more defensive games and special teams games than they are offense. Um, but, you know, that's to be determined, to, to be seen. Uh, so speaking of quarterbacks, though, who, you, who do you think? Who do you think is going to be the quarterback? <laughs> They're going to throw me on the spot, man. So I know we got uh, so we got Devin Brown. Uh, I believe he's a uh, he's still listed as a freshman. I'm not blanking on he redshirt freshman or true. Um, but then we also have Kyle McCord, who actually he was the best, since he's the number two this year. So yeah. once the game got out of control, uh, Kyle got out there and he played and. Um, he was able to score some points. Obviously, at that point in the game, you're not really attacking, right? You're really just kind of 
trying to run the clock out and kind of just, you know, just get it out the huddle, snap the ball, get it out. When I watched Kyle play so far, um, it's just kind of tough to say, you know, if he's definitely um, in that line of quarterbacks that we're used to, let's be honest, that we're accustomed to now. You're looking at CJ, uh, CJ, uh, you're looking at Fields, you're looking at um, uh, Dwayne Haskins, you know, and, and that line of quarterbacks coming through. Um, so it, it's tough to say. Right now, if I had to just, you know, put my life on the line and throw a quarterback out there, I guess I would go with Devin Brown. Uh, and it's due to the fact that it just seems that right now that he's a more of explosive player. And a little bit we get to see him uh, play when he's kind of back into the, the spring. Yeah. Obviously, these guys are going to have to do a lot of improving, right? Kyle's been there the longest, so he he he, he should know the system the best. Um, and it's time to actually, like, do it now. Like, you know, it's, it's real competition. Like I said, it's going to be – and competition is always fun. It should, it should bring the best out, out of you. Um, I know we have Lincoln coming in as well, true freshman, uh, the, the, who's probably, probably to be honest, probably already the best athlete. You see yeah. like, his, yeah. his dunks and everything that he's doing, performing on a high school level. Uh, pretty athletic, but it'd be tough to me for a true freshman to come in and get that starting role. Um, but w- between Kyle and Devin, it, it'd be interesting to see um, because I know – they they have to fill it right in the, in the era of um of the transfer portal and all that was going on. It's like you you have to like you have to be turned on for this. You know, CJ, like we say, no decision is official. You know, this is I'm gonna say the date is January 11th. <laughs> no 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 official. He gone from CJ at this time. He's gone. We we assuming that most likely he's gone. So it's really time for competition to kick in. Like, you know, be your best. It should be your, your best all season of working out leading into spring ball. Um, a lot of time when it comes to that quarterback, you have to be a leader, right? It's not just going out and, um, you know, doing the X's and the O's and saying the plays. Like, you have to show that you're a leader and you can lead the team and you're that guy for it. So, um, well, obviously, I believe we're in a good spot. I believe the guys are capable. I know Coach Day's offense, he will have them ready to go. Uh, so no concerns there at all. They will be, whoever takes the field will be able to score points. Um, but when it comes down to it, I feel like it's time for the competition and who you, who you, what's your legacy? You know, who's going to go out there and put on the line and mark themselves as the leader at Ohio State Buckeyes and be able to sort of excel and kind of take it from there. So. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I honestly, I've I've watched a little bit of those guys playing. I don't have the same level of, um, you know, I haven't seen them as much as the coaches have seen them, or even to a, a level to where I could actually make a really good judgment as to who the <laughs> next quarterback should be. I, but I, I do think Devin Brown is going to be the the, the, the guy. Um, and I only base it off of you know what what I saw in the spring game. First of all, if somebody if somebody based their judgment of me as a player based on how I played in the spring game, it would be kind of the worst. <laughs> like it'd be the they'd have the worst picture of me. But you remember? I don't know if you remember spring practice, man. Like we go through, we grind out spring practice. We have these scrimmages. You know, we're lifting weights. We're mm-hmm. practicing. These is like. I don't know, for some reason, it was only like 18, 19 practices, but these joints were 
like serious practices, bro. Yeah, it was, and by the it time was. I got to the spring game, my legs were <laughs> dead. Like literally dead. I had nothing left for real. I go on this spring game and get beat <laughs> by like the four string receiver. <laughs> so if anybody based anything off my spring game, like bro, <laughs> this guy ain't good. But no, no, well, for myself, does he different from me? See, I feel like I solidified my spot as a starter. So I, I started three years at Ohio State. My first year starting, officially as a red shirt sophomore. And um, so I had so that spring, you know, back then the defense really didn't move. So Cameron Hayward was my defensive end. I had to block Cameron Hayward all through all through camp. Right. In the spring game, we were on opposite teams all through the spring game. Me and Cam Hayward, and I I performed I performed well to be to be frank. Um, and back in that time, Cam was a good player as a freshman. Started some games as a freshman. Um, but he really had one move. It was the bull rush. He just ran yeah, straight. Yeah, he yeah. ran. It, it was yep. amazing how he used to do it. But every play, he used to get <laughs> up at the snap. He wasn't overly fast. Um, he got a lot stronger since he got to the NFL. Yeah. But in the college, he used to just get up. And his effort of running straight was just tremendous. He was the bull yeah. rush for every play. And so and it, it, sometimes you stop him. Sometimes you didn't. Um, but I played really well against them. I remember in the spring game, I, I, I played, like I said, I played pretty well. I didn't, I didn't give any sacks or any tackles for a loss against them or anything uh, like that. And I remember after the spring game, Coach Ginn calls me. It's like uh, like that night, it's like, you got the spot. Man. You, got, you, you got the spot for right tackle this but, season. It was no, like, but that's, cut, that's because – that's because Cam's legs was dead like mine. Like, he didn't have it. He didn't have it for the spring game. We had put so much work in. We were lifting weights. We was going hard. The scrimmages, we used to do those scrimmages. Those were the, those were the games. Those were the games where we really put the work in. Like, yeah, I'm a ball yeah, in these are... scrimmages. By the time you get to the spring game, it's like, bro, after this, we on break. This is it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got nothing left for this game. You got all these fans in here. I'm just, I'm just here. So I won't get fined. You know, just, exactly. But the, the, <laughs> this thing, it's 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 a definitely some time to play some good football. And once again, like, you know, practice to the game. Yeah. You know, you gotta put it out there. You gotta right. put it out there. It's a time to improve. It's not like uh going through the motions type of deal, just learning the playbook, learning no, it's time to compete. Like, you know, buckle it up, go out there, and that's how you that's how you do it. So that's what I expect to see out of Devin Brown, Common Court. You know, I know they usually open up a, a, a few practices for former players in the spring, and I look to be there because like, that's what I want to see. Like, who who got that fire? You know, who's bringing that leader? Who shows that they know it and going out there and, and uh, really yeah. getting it done? Getting yeah, it done. I think Devin Brown. I, I think, and you know, I think it because uh, I feel like just from what I saw in the spring game, which is the smallest sample size in the world, but I think he has quick decision making, steps, steps up in the pocket finds his receiver, makes his decision quick, doesn't see it, takes off, uh, gets, his, gets his yard. So I, I just think the quicker the quicker decision making, the decision making. However, McCore, I mean, there's also improvement. It's hard to it's hard to build in the the improvement as well because these guys are getting better daily. Um, so we'll see. I think Ryan Day would have. I mean, either one of those guys ready to play. At the it's always day. fun as a you know now as being former players as a fan. You know, for the not for you not that's like one of the most like your your, your quarterback is gone. Who's yeah. the next guy? That's like one of the best off seasons you could look for. Like right. you know, some competition at quarterback. 
because it, it gets really fun and you get to really see, you know, guys put their best foot out there trying to, you know, lock down that spot for uh, for the fall, for fall <laughs> camp and, and for and for the season. So I, as a segment, I want to start a new segment here because we, be frank, we lost to Michigan two times in a row now. And, um, you know, when we was in school, we used to always, you know, not worry about Michigan, but we always kept our eye on them. We always yeah. kept our eye on what was going on. Uh, with, with the university here. So I want to just have a quick little segment on, you know, what's going on up north. I feel like the biggest news right now is really two things, and it's huge for them that their running back, Blake Corum, who, in my opinion, well, he went in the Heisman finalist. In my opinion, should have been a Heisman finalist. Should have really Definitely should have been. That yeah. type of season until he uh, got injured uh, late. Um, it's returning. He, he's coming back for another year. Um as coming back as an also um coach Harbaugh's a lot of um a lot of noise that he might be going on to the NFL. He finally beats Ohio State a couple of years. Now he he's getting an old call. He's getting his phone is ringing again to go back to the NFL. So I just want to have a quick segment on, you know, keeping keeping an eye on the team up north on ton. Um, any thoughts on that? Any are you concerned about any of those things, and it do it affect you in any way, or yeah, or is it right now just too early to care? Yeah, I mean it's not too early early to care because we just lost to him two years in a row. So Blake Corn Blake Corn coming back is big. Um, he's a guy who's a difference maker. He was their best player all year. Now they had another they have another running back who was also very capable in Edwards. Um, but having both of those guys in the backfield. For another year, um, I mean that's that's huge. Another thing that will potentially be huge is whether or not you know the the coach leaves Harbaugh leaves or or stays at the end of the day because you know Harbaugh is a legit legitimate elite and he's an elite college football coach. Now we you know we prior to the last two years we gave him a lot of you know stuff about losing to Ohio State not being able to Ohio State. But if you look at his big games, he lost a lot of yeah, lost Michigan State. He lost other big games. Lost a lot of big games. But if you look at his track record, and I played against him when he was at San Francisco, um, I mean, he got that team to the Super Bowl, right? right. Before that, he was at he was at Stanford. When that, these, these this is Stanford, they didn't get the best talent. <laughs> I mean, they had Andrew Luck, right? But they didn't get in every position the best talent. But the talent that they had, they developed that talent, and these guys were effective. He had guys like Richard Sherman, a few, a lot of guys who played in the NFL. But let's make let's make no mistake about it. He got those guys developed and able to understand the game of football in a way that makes them effective on the field. Um, so he's a, he's a really good coach. So Michigan losing them would be huge. Losing him would be huge, and I do think he's he wants he has that itch. He wants to get back in the NFL. He has some unfinished business in the NFL. Even if he stays this year, I think every single year is going to be the same situation where he's exploring NFL jobs. And then they have the, the you know, investigation. You know how investigations go, right? right, right. If, they, if they're looking for something, they're going to find it. Yeah. Because it's happening. <laughs> At yeah. every major college football program, something is happening that's not supposed to happen. So if they look for something, they will find something. That's that's for sure. So this would be a good time for him to just kind of I mean, be lost State twice. Yeah. He's reached his ceiling. He's reached his ceiling. 
He's not winning a national championship at Michigan. <laughs> the, 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 the best Michigan can do is beat Ohio State, win the Big Ten, make the college football playoff, and potentially make it to a national championship. He's not winning the national championship at Michigan. <laughs> this is the best he can do, okay? Yeah. So, and he knows that. You know he's he's as good as he's as he's as good as a, he's as intelligent of a football mind as anybody else. He knows he's reached his ceiling, and why keep banging your head up against a ceiling where there's unfinished business for him in the NFL? So you know I think if there's an opportunity, if, there, if there's a job offered to him, it doesn't matter what any one of the 32 teams that had to be the perfect situation, he's gonna go. So it really comes down to whether or not they offer him the job, and wouldn't it be weird if the Colts? Offered Jim Harbaugh the the job. I think he played for the coach back back in the day at some point. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall, and, but yeah, and, yeah and and the coach the coach also draft C.J. Stroud at quarterback, <laughs> and now you got the former Michigan coach, um, who C.J. couldn't beat as his head coach. Which actually, if I look at it objectively, not as an Ohio State fan would be a good situation for CJ. Harbaugh would be good for CJ in the NFL. Um, but if I look at it through my Ohio State Buckeyes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that would be some weird. That would be weird. It'd be weird. And instantly, like, make it weird on the NFL level to really support CJ because of the head coach. Right. right? You know, just kind of like, uh, obviously want to do well. I'm just like, nah, but – I mean that those are a bunch of a bunch of big what is. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we'll we'll see how, how it plays out. But this is our time. So we wanna say this this episode was presented by Bet Online. Once again, uh you could gamble in Ohio now. It's two thousand twenty three. So if you're across the nation, if you're in Ohio, feel free to check out Bet Online, uh place your bets, all the sports, um, all the eyes, and it's a great place to, to bet if you're if you're into that. Once again, this is Believe in Buckeyes with Brian Brownie and Chindi Chekwa, and we will catch you next time. Thanks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. It's a new season. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.